Giants fans, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Only a Giant. Kind of a quiet time right now, kind of a calm before the storm. There's been a little bit of rumblings here and there going on, but really kind of quiet right now. So things are a little bit slow in the NFL community. There has been some releases and some other stuff, and I'll kind of go over that a little bit later. I do want to get into the beer of the episode again and actually have um, a guest again for that, Kyle, who, who's going to join me for that. And we go on a couple tangents and everything. I actually already recorded this. So <laughs> hopefully you enjoy it. We have some fun stories and some other stuff going on. So I want to do that. I think we'll do, let's do an Eli Manning start. Let's do Eli Manning start number seven which is the last start of his rookie year. And it's against the Dallas Cowboys. And it's kind of like a, you know, it shows like his career path and, you know, the the ability to fight back and, and just keep, you know, coming back at the end of games and just keep working and keep grinding. And that's a fun game. That's a fun game to go back and look at. So we'll do that. We'll probably, I'll go through some free agency news and maybe talk a little bit about some stuff that has happened with the Giants so far. Let's jump right into the beer of the episode, though. And what we did today was the Impact Wrench, which is an industrial arts beer. It is an awesome beer, and I'm just going to kick it right over to that uh, to that little guest section and hope you guys enjoy it, and then we'll go from there. I'm joined by Kyle again, who is going to do the beer of the episode with me. And last week we talked about doing Impact Wrench about industrial arts. So here it is. Do you like IPAs? I do like IPAs. Do you have any good stories about IPAs? (laughs) When was the first time you tried an IPA? Let's go with that. Um, I guess it was probably seven, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Yep. I uh, went to St. Patty's Day Parade in Syracuse. Oh, yeah. Been there. You've been there? That, yeah. Oh, my God. So I know seven or eight years ago. I probably wasn't here at that point, but actually yeah. I was. Well, <laughs> this was a good time because SU was playing. I can't remember if it who was. Who were they playing? I don't. Honestly, I don't remember who they were playing. I don't remember if it was a Big East tournament or NCAA tournament. That doesn't help. I know. That's okay, though. Go ahead with the story. All right. Well, my brother and I and girlfriend at the time, don't tell my wife. <laughs> I won't. Did you, did you just zip up my sweatshirt? Yeah. Yeah. White shirt's hanging out. It's <laughs> distracting. All right. Went to St. Patrick's Day Parade, and my brother and I wanted to refuel for some alcohol, as we should. Landmark Theater was selling some good deals. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day. Why not? Right? Yeah. So we go into Landmark Theater. Do you like a Guinness? No, I ordered India Pal L. Oh, okay. Yep. IPA. Yep. yep. Southern Tier. Southern Tier. Yep. Yes. Love Southern Tier. Good beer. I would probably rate it above 3.8. <clears throat> <laughs> this guy over here with us. All right. It's a good beer. His last rating of uh, <laughs> Dogfish Head wasn't great. Anyways, my brother ordered the same. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got I to gotta stop you for a second. This is something I find very annoying. Okay. any It's anyway. Mm. It's not anyways. Anyways. Adding yeah. the S. Yeah. It's anyway. 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 Not any ways. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> regardless <laughs> of the fact. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Tell the story. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. 
grammatical errors. <clears throat> no, no, okay. Yes, it's a grammatical error, but everyone says anyways. It's not anyways. Okay. I say any, I've said anyways multiple times. So I'm at fault just as much as you are, <laughs> but I caught you saying anyways. All right. All right. And it's enough. annoying. It's <laughs> my voice is probably annoying. So well, it's okay. that's true. Yeah. My brother, I ordered two because we're going to just pound the shit out of them, right? Because Do you sell it to your IPAs? Yeah. Okay. And that's fine. I mean, I drink my IPAs. I like my IPAs. I'm not a bitch. However, my brother, who doesn't even drink coffee unless I order it <clears throat> girls drink only, orders two. What is that, like five and five? Oh, yeah. That, five that, sugars, five cream. That's another story. If you want me to tell you, that's a McDonald's story. Well, let's get through this story, story and then we'll go into that story. And then we'll all get right, back to the beer. Because okay, okay, I love okay. stories. So, Dude, I will go all day with my brother. My brother, Jake Kish, all right? Not a Giants fan, not a San Fran fan. He's an Eagles fan. Is it embarrassing for him? It is so embarrassing. Oh yeah, we'll tell it then. Yeah. We'll tell it. Yeah. Fuck Eagles the Eagles. Fan. Fuck love the Eagles. I love the Eagles, dude. Uh you know, it's not sidetracked to the story. McNabb was amazing. So okay, I just want to I, I want to clarify this. Oh my god. Kyle is a San Francisco 49ers fan. And somehow he is an Eagles fan. An Eagles and fan. and, and yeah. I'm going to throw him the benefit of the doubt here and pretend that this is why he's an Eagles fan. Because he's a Syracuse fan and he loves Donovan, Donovan really McNabb. Is that why you're an Eagles fan, though? No. Okay. Not so, entirely. <laughs> so it just, I do no. love Donovan McNabb. And I love Andy Reid. No, fuck him. Can we fuck get him. to the story? Yes. Okay. So I order two IPAs. Southern Tier. My brother does the same, and I was like, oh, dude, you should order Bud Light because, you know, he doesn't do IPAs. And he, you know, being nine years older than me, it kind of dismisses me. He's well, nine years older than you? Nine years, yeah. 79, I'm born in 88, so he knows. So he, he doesn't drink much, or he didn't at this time? Uh, he drank, like, Bud Light. That was oh, his, so, okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah. that was his go-to, my bad. I'm, he, not, he just, I'm not paying attention enough. Well, you have to remember, I mean... IPAs boomed what seven eight years ago. You got to be honest. Well, like, I wouldn't say so. probably longer than that, but not too much longer than that. People really were talking about breweries and like specialty beers and IPAs and things like that. Of course, they were around, but they weren't as hyped as they are now. I mean, I'm gonna shut you down on that. Okay. At least my opinion. So I worked in Binghamton at my dad's shop, mm-hmm. who owned a place called Doc's Homebrew. And we sold IPA stuff all the time. Okay. So to make your own IPAs, we, we, we sold that stuff all the time. That was like the rage at the time. So, okay, that's craft brew at that time, though. That's homebrew. That's craft row. That's micro, whatever you want to call it. So you're probably actually right with what you're saying to me because at that time, like that craft brew stuff wasn't quite there yet. The homebrew stuff, the, you know, micro brews and, and, you know, making your own brewery and stuff like that probably actually wasn't that prevalent at that point. So you're actually probably right you guys are probably because starting. it was like Southern tier IPA and stuff like yeah. that. Like it, there wasn't like all these right now, like where you have so many different breweries right now that are popping up Oh my God. at that time. You're actually, pro- you're probably right. So tell me to shut up. You can, you can probably list in the last five years, the number of either breweries or dispensaries that have been popping up, right? Easily, yeah, honestly, yeah. It has been sprouting like crazy, like wildfire. And regardless, I mean, it sounds like you and your dad were ahead of the curve, but popularity-wise, definitely 
definitely in the last five years. I would. Say. I wouldn't say we were ahead of the curve because honestly, I don't think we expected it. So yeah. it was more of just like the demand of the time. So we, we were doing a lot of doing it. Exactly. But it wasn't as popular yep. as it is now. So we're doing IPAs and we're doing triple IPAs all the time. And we're doing Belgian triple IPAs, which to me, like Belgian, any Belgian beers, like I'm going right at it. I love Belgian beers. Nah, not me. He is a pussy. I, I, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. So Belgian beers equivalents to <laughs> blonde ales. Okay. What? So, meh. Okay. All right. Can I tell a story? I'm <laughs> comparing it to a blonde ale? Like that, right. No way in hell <laughs> do you know what you're talking about. All right. So I ordered two. Brother orders two. All right, so we're back on the Southern Tier IPAs. Yeah, Southern right? Tier okay. IPAs. We go outside and we get stopped, and we're like, "No, you can't go outside with beers, plastic cups, St. Patrick's Day. Don't know why you have to go outside. No big deal, whatever." So we have to pound the beers. So I pound my beers like a man, like anybody would. Yeah. One down, two down. How many beers have you had at the point? Ah, too many to count. Yeah, I mean you're I mean, a drinker, so that's why. My eyes are crossed. Like before right we now, get or... into, yeah, before we get into land. You haven't even had a beer yet. Your eyes are crossed. So. Well, I mean, it's because you see this. I have a child condition. Staring, called... staring him in the eye. <laughs> Anyways, my brother goes like a champ, as any man would. One, two, but two does not go too well, and he literally vomits. I've been there. Sorry. On himself, <laughs> to which I lose myself. And start laughing, and he gets so dead ass, dude. And he is like, "Shut the fuck up right now! Don't tell anybody." <laughs> and you know, he's nine years older than me, and I'm an adult, but he still can pound the shit out How of me. How old were you at this point? Twenty-three. Okay. And yeah. you're what are you right now? Thirty. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. So, ooh, yeah. I'm older. Seven you. years ago. Oh, I know you are. Yeah. Thank God. Mm. And yeah, he vomited on himself. That was uh, one of the first IPA experiences that he had that he wished he to- not told, which I will tell to the world <laughs> right now. But the best part of the entire story would be when we're leaving the parade. You want to hear what happened? Sure. Now, I'm not proud of this. So, okay, one, one second, let's clarify. This is downtown Syracuse. Downtown Syracuse. Okay, yep. Downtown Syracuse during a parade and we're gonna leave so we'll fast track to the end of what happened and the end of what happened is we were crossing the bridge back to park ave i don't remember or park street i don't remember the bridge right where the parade starts door towards clinton i wasn't here at that point so any uh su uh, resident can probably chime in and tell us that like that bridge that they crossed feel free let us know what bridge i don't know twitter Wait. what's your twitter account <laughs> only a giant a6 i'm sorry six okay anyways it's probably right you know where you're looking at me and i have no fucking idea <laughs> i don't know either i've been in syracuse since 2012 so I, was... that's, I moved here in 2012 too drunk to remember but so they were sweeping it's March and they're cleaning up all the dirt from winter and they're sweeping the streets. Well, in the middle of the bridge, they had a sweet sweeper going and I laid down in the middle of the bridge and pulled, <laughs> pulled Austin powers, like 
don't stop no you know like the, the no, first one yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> and the dude the sweeper is just coming at me and i'm like no no <laughs> i swear what happened oh he totally stopped probably thought i was a drunk jackass oh my, and we you like were a drunk jackass, stumbled jackass, away jackass. right but before i did that so this is like the end before i did that my brother had to take a piss before we left your your drunk ass brother just threw up all over the place yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. and he goes into a porta potty this is hard for me to talk about because I feel really good this day. I've heard everything up to this point, so I'm a little bit like... Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear about the sweeper, but we'll get to that. Sweeper is fine. Well, no, he goes into a porta potty and I go to my girlfriend. I'm like, you know, it's really funny. There's like my shaky porta potty that he's oh, in, right? God, you're such a dick. So I run across the street. I shake the porta potty. I mean, like, shake to the point where you hear splashing. <laughs> oh, God. And you hear somebody <laughs> screaming, no, don't stop, right? No, don't stop. Or no, please stop. <laughs> Your brother's into some weird or, shit. No, I don't, don't know. no, like no, don't stop, please. You know. Okay, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I pick him up when you're putting down, but yeah, okay. You didn't say at the start, so. So I run back across the street and I pull out my phone. I'm like recording my brother coming out of the stall. Right, he comes out a different. <laughs> Stop! I haven't heard this. That's great, dude. Who was in that one? I have no idea. <laughs> to this day, I just picture like an eight-year-old grandma. Oh my god! I'm like I just ruined somebody's life. <laughs> <laughs> was it a guy? Was it a girl? Like... It was definitely a girl. Okay. It was definitely a girl. You I didn't pick up on it at that moment. You're like screaming, high pitched. Yeah, no. <laughs> you didn't pick up on that in that moment. No, nope. I was a girl? I'm so drunk. Oh my so drunk. IPAs. That's what they do to you. <laughs> They inhibit your hearing ability. Well, your story brings on a story for me that like I need to talk about real quick I'm before, so excited. We, before we get into the beer. If you go porta potty, there's no porta potty, <laughs> unfortunately. But there is throw up, which is what talk oh. originally like got me into it. So I I grew up in uh well I, I went to you know I went to school in Oxford. And then I went to Alfred State for college. Which is like Southern Tier New York, right? Yeah, yeah. whatever. It's not Southern Tier, I wouldn't say. But Northern Tier Pennsylvania? Southwest, how about that? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, it's closer, it's closer to like Rochester than it is like Southern Tier. Southern Tier to me, okay. And that might be like where I grew up. I grew up in the, like, the Binghamton area. Yeah, be specific. Yeah, okay. I was in fucking Binghamton. How, how specific is that for you? That I know where Bingo is. <laughs> okay, so in Binghamton, and I'm out with my buddy Anthony. And my buddy Jim, who I still miss to this day. I don't see him nearly as much as I want to. Uh, my buddy Anthony still is in the Binghamton area. So, like, he's, I'm sure, out having fun and, you know, being, being Anthony. My buddy Jim, though, lives in Auburn now. Married. Has a child. Don't, yeah, don't do that. No. <laughs> Married, has a child. And he's a good dude. Great dude. I love Jim. And so, the story actually involves Jim, which is what what brought me to this is and throwing up is what brought me to this we're at jt's downtown binghamton if there's anyone that's listening that's been in the binghamton area went to bu anything like that jt's is like popping like that's where all the college kids went i think i've been to jt's maybe it wouldn't shock visiting bu yeah and well it's not a great area like that's very like yeah it's downtown binghamton whatever so we're in there party and we're drinking i think we did a couple shots and Jim and I do a couple of more shots and we're drinking a beer and Jim turns to me and it, it's pouring outside. So we get, we're inside at this point, but we're still a little bit wet from like walking to the bars. Cause we walked there from where we live. We live next to the Binghamton Mets stadium, actually the double a Binghamton Mets at the time. And um, 
Jim and I walk there. <laughs> and, Sorry. And, double A. Sorry. Du- Just laughing. A, yeah. Fuck up. All right. No, fuck so, <laughs> like it's a good thing, but whatever. Well, okay. Hey, having a double A team in Binghamton was awesome. It was a lot of fun to be there. A lot of fun to be at the games. Be proud of that. Now I live in Syracuse and now I'm like AAA. So, like, I feel great. But it's not, well, it is the Mets now. It's, it uh, is. It's the Syracuse Mets. Yeah. So, anyway. Getting back to the story, we get another beer. My buddy Keaton actually is working behind the bar at that point. So he's kind of hooking us up with beers and stuff like that. And at one point, I'm dancing with this girl. And it's actually one of my exes at that point. Now it's one of my exes. At the time, I think it was my girlfriend. And uh, her and I, like, make eye contact. And we both, like, do that look back. Like, like right now, look behind you. We were both, like, and my buddy Jim was right there. And he just goes, Oh. just throws up and i just feel it down my arm it's all over her and i'm like oh, oh my, my god. god so it's pouring outside so i know this at that point and i'm like dude just take it off let's just go outside yeah. like god, i don't have a better answer for you he's throwing up on me at that point because i'm like trying to bring him outside and we get outside and he takes his shirt off and i take my shirt off and we both just throw it into the dumpster it's not a dumpster sorry it's a trash can that's right there and we sit down in the middle of the road in Binghamton, right on, I think it's State Street is what it's called, right next to JT's. Yeah. And we get yelled at by a couple of cops. And they're like, yo, you can't just sit there. You need to leave. So, like, so we, decided, yeah, we decided to leave at that point. And it was just a mess. And that really, that's all that re- your story reminded me of. is just a mess of a, of a night where I got puked on by one of my best friends. Yeah, but I didn't get puked on. I he did. Yeah, but your brother puked on him, which is what brought he puked on himself, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what brought me to it. Um, was he drinking a southern? No, IPA? I don't even know. We so were probably drinking like like he's a big liquor guy, so he was he was more like I'm I'm a beer guy myself. I like Scotch. I like Jack. Uh, Jack Fire. Um, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm I like, not a big liquor guy though. I like liquor. I love, I like love Scotch. Scotch and whiskey. Scotch I'm there. Yeah. What's your favorite Scotch? Right now, it's probably Ardbeg. Ardbeg. Yeah, which is like a, I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's like a Islay or Isle or whatever beer in Ireland. Glenn McKenna, beer. right? Glenn McKenna, yeah, okay. Yep. No, I just know that from How I Met Your Mother. So. <laughs> That's such a good show. <laughs> how I Met Your Mother is great. Okay, well, okay. we got into the stories and, and we told our stories and yada yada, but we're still here for a reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've spent 20 minutes on beer choice. Yeah. So, the <laughs> The reason we're here is we're going to rate this beer on Untapped and Pack Wrench by Southern, I- Southern X on it. Triple X. Oh. Each X is a IPA beer. Right? Sure, Kyle. Whatever you say. It's a good beer, regardless of what I'm trying to tell you. So we're going to rank this on Untapped. And we're also going to do kind of the same thing. We're going to go off of the initial flavor, the initial taste, your initial reaction of the beer. And we're going to go from there, I think. Do you have any final words? Um, no. Ladies first, probably. Well, is that you or? Yeah, sure. I'll go first. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mike's got bigger boobs than I do, but. Wow. No response. <laughs> <sighs> so, unfortunately, I only had one of these left. They come in four packs and. Uh... We have to share. <laughs> I thought I had more than just one last time. So if anyone's concerned about COVID, you know, could be. We're recording this well before COVID. I've had 
We're not. It's, it's a lie. <laughs> now you're just fucking making me. Did you have your shit. shots? By yeah, the way, I've had both of my shots. Both your shots. Yeah. Okay. Have you? Well, I should be concerned because I have had zero shots. Well, this is some bullshit. Do you count penicillin as a shot? Not for COVID. Okay. Well, then I have had zero shots. <laughs> um, yeah. Take the beer and I... tell me what it tastes <laughs> like. Want another sip? It was delicious. I want to prejudge this guy. But... Ah! So this is a triple IPA, like I said. 10.5%. Oh, 10%. 10%. That's a good fucking beer. That's, that's Honestly, this is probably yeah. one of my more enjoyable beers i would probably go all right i mean again and i go low and you know from my last rating I mean, it's not a bad thing to go low you don't want to go too high maybe i went a little high in the last one i don't give five i don't give five no to i wouldn't anything give five, to like no. i'm gonna like come in my pants for this beer <laughs> you know Christ. not to say all right so what are you giving then a solid four two four three if i'm stretching i don't know if i'm gonna stretch I have to rate it still, but yeah, four two, four three. Let me taste one more time. I mean, you said it's a triple IPA. Yep. For a triple IPA, this does not taste like a triple IPA. It's smooth, right? It is. Yeah. Uh, but it's ten percent. It's gonna smack you right in the fucking face. It's not even a double IPA, guys. I'm telling you right now, and girls, who's listening? This is delicious. I would give it a solid 4-3. Solid. So the funny thing is, and we have not discussed this prior to recording this, is the average rating is a 4.22 on, on taps. Yeah. So you're, what are you going with? 4-3. 4-3, hands down. I'm going to go with, you know, I, I feel like this is where, like, I kind of regret my last rating of the Dogfish Shed 120-minute IPA. Because I want to go with the four or five, honestly. Like four or five is what I think. But I, this was better to me than the Dogfish had 120 minute IPA. It was so, better. It was better. Like there's no. Are you giving this a higher rating only because you gave that a high rating? Well, I, honestly, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give Retract a, your other rating. I can't retract it. That's not how it works. Well, I'm going to give it a four or five, but like I'm going to give it a four or five. And I believe, is that what I gave the last one? You gave it a. Well, it was four to four was the average. I think I gave it a four or five. You might have given it a four yeah. or five. So I'm gonna give it a four or five again. This one a four or five. This beats dogfish. But this 100 percent beats it. Yeah, it's not equal. I mean, let let's drink it once more, and I'm gonna just go, go right up taste real quick. It has great smell. I mean, like I love IPAs, so like the smell to me is. <laughs> You're like, like I'm gonna go off taste. <laughs> well, I know. Sniff it. I know, but it smells so good. So like, if you've ever had an Impact Wrench by by uh, Industrial Arts, if you haven't, fucking go find it. If you like IPAs, good beer. Yeah, good I mean, beer. industrial arts in general has really good beers. Yeah. The wrench is a really good beer. That's like their regular. I think it's like a Northwest IPA or something like that. But I strongly encourage you to drink it. If you haven't had the the Impact Wrench, the Triple IPA though, go find it. Please go find it. I don't good know job. where you are, but it's it's around. I actually found it from. Well, I've heard of it prior to it, but I had never been able to find it until I went to. I think it's like. Yeah, I'm gonna have to remind us a little bit. Well, while he's looking that up, I mean, you guys did a good, great job on the beer, and it's delicious. I did a great job on the beer. Well, thanks for finding it. I appreciate you drinking your beer. You know. Anyways, be cautious on your rankings. 
Dogfish. Don't overrate is what you're Don't saying. Don't overrate. All right. Dogfish, great beer. This beer knocks it out of the water. Four five, hands down. Four three for me. Four five for this guy. Don't forget it because I didn't say four five. He did, not me. Four three. Delicious. I mean, I agree. I think I definitely overrated the um Dogfish had triple triple IPA or the 120 IPA. They have a they have a 60, they have a 90 and a, and a 120. 120. So that's why like I call that uh Dr. Shed 120 a triple IPA because it's kind of, I think kind of the same idea. What is it is it is yeah it is um but I definitely overrated I you know I don't really have anything around that. Anyway threes brewing is where I found uh, a place to be able to order it order it online. They don't this exact moment I just looked they don't have it to be able to order and ship but if you can find it anywhere else, you know, I, I strongly recommend it. It's a great beer. The four or five is deserving of the four or five. Had I could, if, if I could go back on the dogfish head, man, I'd probably go back to like a four, like just go based back. off. Right. I mean, I would. Okay. <laughs> if I could, I would. <laughs> if I could go back with the dogfish head, I'd probably go back to like a four. You taste, you taste the impact wrench. I mean, it hits you. But it's, it's smooth. It's delicious. With, with, with the triple IPA, with the uh, the dogfish head, you taste the IPA. You taste like how much stronger it is. It's yeah. not as smooth. Yeah. It's um. Is it wait? That's a is that a triple too? Well, okay. It it's might, technically a double. Technically, it? it might not be a triple. A I'm double. not sure. But they have a sixty. They have a ninety, and they have a one twenty. All right. So the sixty and ninety you can find pretty much anywhere. The 120 you can only find at a certain point like of the year. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I, like I said, I bought some in November. I'm probably going to save the rest that I have. I have a couple left over into next year and, and kind of compare next year's to this year and do the kind of the same thing over and over again. So I mean, either or, I would drink and enjoy. But I mean, if we're oh, split hairs, yeah, they're good beers. If we're splitting hairs, then it's just they're good beers and they're good beers. It's like one taste. Everybody knows the rules, right? I don't know. What's is that the, is that trademark infringement? What, what's the rules? I haven't heard this. <laughs> That's all right. It's from another podcast. So, well, the, I mean, you can't just say that and then not. Let's let's go. Oh my gosh! So it's El Presidente. I mean, you guys know who El Presidente is. Well, I don't clearly. You've never watched like the dude who eats pizza. <laughs> El Presidente, come on! I have not clue what you're talking about. All right. I mean, I don't remember his name. David Portney, I think, might be the name. I'm not. I could be wrong. Um, there are people on this podcast that should respond. On this with, podcast? Yeah. When they watch this, they should respond and be. What are they going to respond with? The correct name. I think it's David Portney, but he like he eats pizza and he he says right one bite. Everybody knows the rules, right? You've never heard that before? No, I've never heard this before. Bro, I have showed you those videos. Oh, no, you no, I don't. All right. Regardless. <laughs> you don't have to correct yourself on here. It's fine. One taste, and everybody knows the beer. Impact Wrench. Go. Four, three. I like four, it. five for this guy. And well-deserving of the four, five, honestly. Like, really, looking back, if I was able to change that, the last one, man, I would strongly change but i want to give this i don't want to give this a four seven five or a five to say it's perfect that's because tough. because that's like unrealistic that's like saying someone has 99 speed and mad it's unrealistic all right tyree kill should have like a 93 94 tyree kill you're gonna go he was like fifth round pick <laughs> he was a fifth round pick yeah yeah and you're gonna say do you know that based right. off the last episode because how would y'all would you know that bro 
that last episode. Uh, Murph and you so, had a great episode. I loved it. And I, I mean, I'm not even a Giants fan, and I love listening to this podcast. Murph, I be Murph was a great listen and a great, a great person to talk to. And I could talk to him every day, all day. He knows his shit. He's he I he's like me, you know, like like I feel like he knows his shit and he wants to talk and and it's just fun to listen to. You know, it's fun to listen to someone that knows what they're talking about. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah, don't talk to me about football. I mean I don't know a lot about football. He knows a little bit about football. I won't let him kid you at all, but yeah. He's also a San Francisco 49 fan. So there's nothing wrong with being a San Fran football fan, okay? Uh, unless they're losing. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. We're continuing this way too long, honestly. Just but end it, end it. Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, he's still with the 49ers. He is. But he's a, he's a big cap that we might have to release. I'm telling you right now. He should have panned out. He put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't planned. I know. <laughs> he should hand out. So what do you want? What do you want a quarterback right now? Do you want Deshaun? Nope. No? No? So come on! He's one of the best quarterbacks no. in the league right now. Oh, my gosh. Dude, listen. I mean, quarterback is probably our third focus. Okay? Third focus. So who do you want to be your, your 2021 quarterback? Do you want a Ruck? No. It, I, I guarantee Garoppolo's going to go. So yeah, you're, you're saying Garoppolo's staying? He's staying, probably, unfortunately. And, and I love him. I love him. I wanted him to pan out. He did really well. And I give him the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, you get injured. And then fucking COVID happens. Sorry for dropping that word. Douchebag. Podcast. Sorry. He should have panned out. And he can still pan out. I like Garoppolo. I stand by him. But just... All right, just like a lot of quarterbacks, okay, whether whether they're rookie or whether they're backups that step into the starting role, uh, defenses develop against them, okay? And Garoppolo followed Brady for a while and developed a really good skill, hit a really good leading, and people are starting to figure him out. Yeah. And, and finding his limitations yeah and his injury his issues his in injuries, the past, yeah you know it hurts him it hurts him a lot i and, think yeah, you're probably on. right sorry i'm gonna cut you off i it's think okay. you're probably right though i think garoppolo is there for another year one more year and yeah i think it's kind of a do or die situation for jimmy garoppolo if he's there for another year it's like prove yourself prove that you're the quarterback that we traded for yeah and if not then he's gone well, even if he is a quarterback this year, which I 100% they sign, they keep him, and not say sign him, but they keep him. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, they're well, gonna unless bring someone falls in the draft. If someone falls, yeah, that like you don't expect, like say Matt Jones falls in the end of the first, or they're gonna bring some pressure and competition, and he's gonna have to prove himself. I don't see him in 2022 unless they go more than a nine win season so I'm saying it right now i'm gonna i'm gonna just saying it. i'm gonna be a dick and you claim to be an eagles fan too yeah oh you're you calling once out right now well once is gone bro 
Yeah, I know, but I thought you were going to mention one. No, who's, who's the starting quarterback in 2021 for the Philadelphia Eagles? Dude, I okay, have no okay. idea. Okay. I don't so, follow the so Eagles. So Jalen Hurts oh is supposedly going to be the guy, but there's rumors going around right now that they like Trey Lance from the draft. I mean, maybe Mac Jones. What, what do you think? Do you think they go with Jalen Hurts? They drafted him in the second round last year. Do you think that's the plan? I don't follow the Eagles, so I have no idea. So then you mainly follow the 49ers, what you're saying? Yes. I don't so you're a 49ers fan? Yes. Yes. I don't know what their depth chart is. I don't know what the Eagles need. Okay. Then why do you call yourself a Philadelphia Eagles fan? I don't, by the way. <laughs> Just going to put that out there. Is that mainly because of – Right Donovan. on your peg. Is that mainly because of Donovan McNabb? Yes. Donovan right. McNabb touché, was touché. an Eagle. I was uh, a diehard Eagles fan. In the years of 2007 to 2012, which I actually do not know if McNabb <laughs> played those years. I don't think that sounds right, bro. It's probably six and thirteen. Do you okay. what year? What years do you think Donald McNabb played in the NFL? You're gonna look it up. Yeah, I'm looking it up right All now. Right, so I'm gonna say 2005 to two, no 2004 to 2012. And Andy Reid left in 2013. Look that up, too. I'm looking up right now. I'm a big Andy Reid fan, okay? If anybody watches this podcast, you cannot deny Andy Reid is one of the best coaches in the NFL. He coaches Kansas City. He won a Super Bowl. Good job, Andy Reid. Love him. All right? I have respect. And you know how much respect I have because he beat the fucking San Francisco 49ers to win the championship. Okay, what what so championship? 54. Last year? Two years ago? Three years ago? I don't know. Why you got to put me on the I don't know what you're talking about. All right. What well, anyway, yeah, he played from 1999 to 2009 in Philly. So you're, you're right on. You're on oh, par. 6 to 12. You said like, oh, yeah. Oh, four to 12. Which you're forgetting about 99 to 04. <laughs> I was young. Yeah, we were all young at that point. And it was a very different NFL at that point, too. Like, yeah, very run heavy, defensive. You know, it wasn't the pass happy league that it is now. Did McNabb start? Yeah. Rookie year? No, not his rookie year. No. Yeah, see, no, so he, even, he only started six games his rookie year. Yeah, so even then, you can call him 10. Or yeah, two, 2000 to. Um, 2004 really is when he said he started full-time yeah and then he got hurt um and then 2007 was 14 games 2008 was it was 16 games thank you 2010 is when he went to washington and 2011 he went to minnesota yeah how do you feel about him going to washington i don't know i mean i don't care you know like i was a syracuse fan because of don McNabb, but i'm a giants fan so yeah it was really hard for me to root for donovan McNabb at the time but like he's someone that like i always, I always kind of watch and and watch you know just watch his career yeah. um when he went to washington though it was kind of funny more than anything because he you know if he was a giant and he went to philly or if he was a giant and he went to washington or if he was a giant and went to dallas i'd have been pissed <laughs> I'm fucking furious. So I know like what Eagles fans at that time was going through, like watching him go from Philly to Washington. Within the division. Within the division yeah. made me laugh and really not care, care that much because I knew how up the stop Philly fans were. And Philly sucks. So. 
I'll tell you, Philly, Philly, getting on, a, on, on the Philly topic, I'll always respect Brian Dawkins. I'll always respect um, Brian Dawkins. Westbrook. And, so, and there's certain players so, within the Philly organization where you always, I'll always respect Donald McNabb, even for that yeah, moment. You know so, what I mean? Like, there are certain players that, you know, Freddie Mitchell, like, like you just, you have to respect. Because Andy Reed, they were good. And, and Andy Reid, honestly, yeah. to that point, too. But the minute he left Philly, I was like, thank goodness. Dude, Philly, Philly but, fans are brutal. You know, and to let, to let a coach like Andy Reid go, listen, any, it, was, it was time. Any time. Philly fan watching this, you were wrong. Okay. You were wrong. All right. Andy Reid is an amazing coach. Look what he did with Kansas City. And you cannot thank. I'm sorry, but you can't thank anybody but Andy Reid for that win. Okay? Which win? Super Bowl. He wasn't there. Andy Reid won the Super Bowl. What Super Bowl? Dude. Doug Peterson, bro. Andy Reid won the Super Bowl with Kansas City. Oh, oh, with Kansas City. I was like, I thought you were talking about Philly. I was like, uh, what are you talking oh, about? Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah, yes. We all realize that finally – <laughs> Eagles won the Super Bowl. Good job, Eagles. Man. No, we're talking about Kansas City with yeah. Andy Reid. Okay, yes. touche. I was okay. going to say, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, you scared me. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have had you in the podcast. <laughs> but touche. Huh? I was touché. worried for a second about being <laughs> on this podcast. Well, semantics. Anyway, we have gone way too long, first and foremost. This is like an hour. No, it's not. We're probably like 20 minutes in, I bet. Um, 4.3 impact wrench. 4.5. <laughs> Deserving 4.5 and, and back for Shad, I'd, I'd probably go down to a four. 3.8, still delicious. Yeah. He's probably Love right it. on this, honestly. You yeah, know, the ratings. Good. It was really good. It was a All good right. Year. Well, thanks for listening and uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast. And this is going to go on YouTube. So, YouTube people, enjoy the YouTube version of this and go listen to the podcast. Only a giant 86, sorry, only a giant underscore 86 on Get your Twitter. Right. Yeah. Um, only giant podcast on Instagram, only giant podcast on untapped, only giant podcast on YouTube. So yeah. fucking go enjoy it. Oh. All right, guys. So that was the beer of the episode, obviously a little bit longer than normal. Um, had a really good time doing that with Kyle and <laughs> just hearing some of his stories and, and <laughs> sharing some that I probably normally wouldn't share. So hopefully you enjoyed that and and we'll, we'll kind of just keep going here. Um, we'll get into some free agency news and, and just some stuff that's kind of going on around the league right now. There are some rumblings about Russell Wilson possibly being on the trade block. He's come out, I think, personally and said, or maybe not him, but his agent, and said that you know it's he's not looking to be traded. But there's a lot of things going on right now that really kind of lead you to believe he's unhappy with what the organization is providing around him and he wants to be treated better. He wants to be treated like a franchise quarterback and maybe he isn't, maybe he is. I don't really know that I'm a good judge for that, but if he's available, I think that teams need to explore that option just like teams need to explore the option of Deshaun Watson because those are both franchise quarterbacks you know i guess if it was me and i had to choose i'd probably go the deshaun watson route because he's a little bit younger but i would never be unhappy you know if i I was a team that needed a quarterback 
I would never be unhappy with Russell Wilson. Some other stuff going on. There really hasn't been a lot of franchise tags yet. I think everyone's kind of waiting collectively and holding their breath to really see what the salary cap is finalized at. And we're probably really not going to know much, even like contract wise, you know, we're waiting on Leonard Williams. We're waiting on Delvin Tomlinson and we're probably just not going to get answers until we have some more clear cut information on what exactly the salary cap is. You know, it, it's probably going to be down about $20 million from what it was last year. And that's just a crazy number. And one thing I want to throw out there that everyone keeps saying on Twitter and, and kind of a lot of other places, how are we in such the, this cap situation that we're in right now? Like, why is that happening? And I'm like, guys, no one knew at this point last year, March, February, around that time, what was going to happen, where we would be in a year. No one knew that the salary cap was going to drop $20 million when it normally goes up $10 million or you know something like that every year. Had the, the salary cap stayed the same, had the salary cap gone up a little bit, had the salary cap dropped $5 million, we would be in a pretty good position to still make the moves that we kind of want to make this year. But that really handicaps us. That really limits us. And then you throw in Nate Solder. His deal, you know, with him opting out last year, pushes a deal ahead another year. That really hurt us. That really puts us in a, in a much worse predicament than, you know, had he played or, or, or something this year. And then, you know, we can get rid of the contract this year. But we're in this position, and it is what it is. And it's not at fault of the Giants. It's, you know, people love to beat Dave Gettleman to a pulp, but <laughs> no one knew this was going to happen. No one knew that there weren't going to be fans in the stands at the game, at games all season, and, and you know, the, the NFL was going to take a big hit. It is what it is. You know, let's stop griping, move forward, and let's do what we can do. You know, I do hope that we can sign both Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. It really is what it is. So other stuff that's kind of bouncing around right now. Alex Smith was released. Some teams have inquired about Teddy Bridgewater, particularly the San Francisco 49ers. Interesting fit there. Maybe he would be able to run Kyle Shanahan's offense. Um, I don't know if he's really a better option than Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, if you had to choose between the two, I'd personally probably take Garoppolo. But I don't know. You know, I'm not there. I'm not a, a 49er fan. I know a few. Kyle's one of them that isn't thrilled with Garoppolo. Some other news. Uh J.J. Watt signed with the Arizona Cardinals, so that's a pretty big signing for them. Uh, I guess Kyler Murray was a big reason why he signed there. I don't really know why, but he was. Some other things that we've heard, uh, Stephon Gilmore might be on the trading block. I'd love to say that he's a piece that the Giants could go, could go get, but I don't know that we could eat his contract. I don't know. I, I just don't think it'd, it'd work. You know, cap-wise, yes, you can manipulate the cap in many different ways, but 
paying two cornerbacks, I don't want to say top tier money because Bradbury, I think that's a very team friendly deal, but it's still a lot of money to, you know, tie up in two cornerbacks and then, you know, you extend Logan Ryan this year. So it, it, it won't happen. Some other news, uh, Dak's asking for money right behind Patrick Mahomes, which just is not going to happen. I, I don't, I just don't see it. He'll get tagged, I think, and potentially traded. Maybe he'll play on the tag, but it sounds like he doesn't want to. I've been of the mind that Dak is not playing for Dallas Cowboys this year. I really don't think it's going to happen. I think he's either they're going to let him walk or they're going to try to tag him and trade him. And that that's really what I think is going to end up happening. Some team that wants to take on that contract, that has the money to spend, and maybe they give up a first or something like that. I don't know. Maybe, you know, the Texans come calling with Deshaun Watson and trade him to Dallas and, and kind of work something out that way. That might be best for both teams. That would be unfortunate for the Giants, but, you know, it is what it is. Some other news. Kyle Van Noy was released by the Miami Dolphins. He's someone that I certainly would be open to bringing, bringing in. I think, you know, he has ties to Joe Judge. I don't know if there was... Definitely interest or not last year, how that kind of worked out. He'd be a better Kyler Fackrell. He would set the edge better. Uh, I think he had six sacks this year, so he he can still get get after the quarterback. That would be an interesting signing. I think the only way that would happen is if we lose, you know, Leonard or we lose Donald Tomlinson in free agency. So we'll, we'll still kind of play that by ear. Kyle Rudolph was released. My biggest fear with that, is that he goes to Dallas, and he's a bigger, faster, better, you know, athlete in general than Jason Witten, and he's just a Jason Witten 2.0. That'll always scare me, although it's nice to have faith in a defense for once, so I'm not as concerned about that because I think, you know, Patrick Graham would be able to scheme up ways to keep him covered, or, you know, if, if he is the one that's beating us, he's going to, you know, not not let Zeke beat us or, or not let whoever the quarterback is beat us or CD, you know, so it, it, it's, it's just nice to have faith in the, in, in our defense for once. So I'm not as worried as I might normally be. Some other news, Oakland Raiders or Las Vegas Raiders, whatever they might be, are apparently interested in moving Trent Brown. And this kind of gets me into a little bit of like the offensive line rumors that are, that are kind of going around right now. Um, well, let me get to the other, other newses, I guess, or new, <laughs> let me get to the other news, I guess, first, Jared Cook was released by the Seattle or by the New Orleans Saints, Ben Roethlisberger restructured his contract, Desmond Trufant with the Detroit Lions is being released, he's, he's kind of a veteran that I wouldn't mind bringing in, that might not be as expensive as some of the other guys. But I'd also be fine letting Julian Love compete for that position. Obviously, the Golden Tate news for the Giants, which is big. I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, it was inevitable. You know, it was kind of just an obvious cut. You kind of feel for the player because I don't think he wants to leave the Giants. I know, you know, last year things kind of went south quickly. But he reacted well. He responded well. Maybe... He really wasn't sorry for the stuff his wife said, but he handled it in a in a business nature. He handled it professionally. And 
I mean, I, I hope he thinks that this team is heading in the right direction, but who knows? What else? Uh, you know, the Giants, there's there's talks that we're shopping Kevin Zeitler and trying to get a deal going there. The Denver Broncos are, are planning on bringing in some quarterback competition for Drew Locke. The Eagles were able to restructure Jason Kelsey so that the the deal that they are agreeing upon just oh actually I'm sorry they're not restructuring they actually signed him to a deal a new deal for 2021 so he's going to going to continue to play the NFL hired a, a the, the first ever black female official which is a pretty cool that's kind of a monumental monumental thing I don't know that I'm pronouncing her name right, but I, my assumption is it's Maya Chaka, C-H-A-K-A. So congratulations to her. That's awesome. And what else? You know, the Chargers are actively shopping Trey Turner. So there's another guard kind of on the market. The Panthers are planning on franchise tagging Taylor Moten, but nothing official has been really announced with that yet. The Buffalo Bills have signed safety Micah Hyde to a two-year contract extension. So a lot of things are, are kind of starting to happen. You know, Justin Simmons was franchise tagged for the second time. The main thing I wanted to get to, though, with this is it just seems like the the guard market is starting to flood a little bit. You know, it seems like teams aren't willing to pay these contracts because of everything that's going on for the, for the kind of these veteran guards. And I really wonder... I know that we're, we're talking about possibly trading or releasing Kevin Zeitler, but I, I really wonder if the best move for him is to just restructure or take a, a pay cut, something. Because if this market's being flooded with other guards, then that's only going to drive his his you know ability to seek a new contract and get paid down. So stay where you are, restructure, and... And, and you know get that that continuity with the offensive line a little bit more and and just make it work I, th- I think that might be the best move for him but that 10 million cap hit or that you know 12 million cap hit and 10 mil that we save is big and and we need that you know so i i think something's going to happen with him if it's not a trade if it's not a straight out cut hopefully it'll be a restructure or just a pay cut but i, I i'm so torn you know i, I don't want to lose him but also I understand this is a business and I wish that Hernandez would make this a much easier move, but nobody knows, you know, no one knows what's going on with Hernandez. I haven't heard any definitive answers. You know, was he still struggling from COVID? Uh, you know, the, the symptoms from that, or was he just not good? And the staff doesn't really like him. You know, we don't know. We have no idea. And that, that bugs me a little bit. It sounds like I believe Joe Judge and maybe Dave Gettleman are planning on speaking to the media on Tuesday this week. So I can't wait to hear that and and get some get some news there. Hopefully that'll be enlightening and, and may give us I guess they probably won't really release anything that is gonna show their hand for free agency. But hopefully we'll get some information and kind of hear a little bit more about what the plan is going forward. They were pretty adamant after the season that they were going to get some offensive weapons. So let's do that. Let's get, let's get some weapons. I think that'll be that'll be key. 
And yeah, that's that's pretty much my free agency news. Nothing nothing too earth shattering. You know, there are rumors, like I said, that Kyle Van Noy was released. Now I'm starting to hear that maybe they haven't actually released him and maybe they're going to try to trade him. Who knows? Let's see what happens. I don't really want to get into a trade type thing with him just because that means we have to eat his contract and his contract's a little bit too high for what I think the Giants would be willing to pay him right now. So I would look at him if, if they release him, but other than that, I wouldn't look to trade for him. Let's get a new contract. And, and the other thing I want to mention about free agency, when free agency does start, guys, there's going to be a lot, a lot of one-year deals. There's going to be a lot of, of deals, maybe maybe other deals that are two or three years, but the money gets pushed to the next, next year or the year after. It's going to be a really weird and interesting free agency time this year it's going to be unique it's going to be like no other because there's going to be so many so many veterans on the market this year and it's, it's going to be it the contracts are going to be weird people might not get what they think they're going to get and i think that's why there's going to be a lot of one-year deals monday we might see a lot of cuts i don't you know black monday the following week we'll have some free agency you know starting off monday the 15th i believe is what it is so we're getting close, guys. We're getting really close. I, I'm trying to line some stuff up with some more guests to get on. Uh, I'd love to get Murph on again at some point. Maybe Emperor Mara. And then um, I'm working on the entertainer, too, right now. He might be coming on at some point. So exciting stuff going forward. Last thing I want to get into is Eli Manning's seventh start. And this is the last start of the 2004 season. And it's against the Dallas Cowboys. So Cowboys aren't really good at this point either. You know, actually, I guess it's technically 2005 because it's January 2nd. Cowboys are, you know, f- six and nine at this time. Giants are five and ten. And <laughs> there's a lot of good names <laughs> that, I, that I'm that i noticing here. Bill Parcells is coaching the Dallas Cowboys. And just looking at, let's start, I guess, with Dallas's roster. Quarterback. Just think back. Let me know if you can think of who this is because there's a lot of big names. I'll give you a second here. Quarterbacking the the Dallas Cowboys for this game was. I think I went into like something different there. But Vinny Testaverde. That just seems so long ago. And I guess it was, but it's kind of crazy seeing him, seeing him. On this roster. Then you look at some other guys. Patrick Creighton. Keyshawn Johnson. Julius Jones. I believe Julius Jones was a rookie at this point. Then you have. Eddie George was playing for Dallas at this time. Jason Winton was there. Then you have you know some. some Offensive line stalwarts. And like Flozell Adams. Larry Allen. Defensively for Dallas. You have Leroy Glover. Marcellus Wiley. Dat Nguyen. Dexter Coakley. I don't know if you guys remember Dexter Coakley. Um, Madden, the year, I guess this 2004 year or, or somewhere around this timeline, his picture on Madden was hilarious. He had like a really big mole. That's one of the things I always remember, remember about him. Uh, who else is on Dallas at this time? Terrence Newman, Roy Williams, the free safety, not the wide receiver. I, I hated Roy Williams. He's a good player for Dallas. I hated playing against him. But what I really hated about him, and my best friend Bryce always picks on me about this, I hated his sleeves. He always wore like a baggy white shirt 
underneath his jersey. And for me, that's just super annoying. <laughs> if you're going to wear something underneath your jersey, make it tight, make it look good. And it just looked like crap. I don't know. That's just my opinion. For the Giants, you know, we're Giants fans, so we probably know most of the players. Obviously, Eli Manning, Tiki Barber, Jim Finn, David Tyree, Ike Hilliard. I think Amani was hurt at this point. I, I could be wrong, but I'll, look, I'll go back and look. Uh, we had like Jason Whittle and Luke Pettigrew, Sean O'Hara, Wayne Lucier, David Deal on the offensive line. Defensively, we had Fred Robbins, Deverne Williams, Domain Duckett, O.C. Uminiora, Carlos Emmons, Kevin Lewis, Nick Grayson, Will Allen, Will Peterson, Brent Alexander at safety, and Curry Burns. Those are some names just to throw back there. So this game, it just kind of brings me back to like typical Eli Manning. You know, um, it wasn't a great start in this game. I believe the Giants were down pretty quickly to end the half. Actually, it was six. Sorry, it was nine to seven, Dallas. And Dallas kind of was in control until the fourth quarter. So, kind of looking at the scoring for for the game. Let me see if I can find it. To start the game, the first score was Billy Cundiff kicking a forty-yard field goal. Eli Manning then finds. Vicente Chianco for a two-yard touchdown, which puts the Giants up 7-3. to three. He was a player also, Vicente Chianco, that I always liked his name. And I always thought he could be good. You know, I thought he could do good things, but he just never really did. It was always kind of annoying. I don't know. Uh, Billy Cundiff kicks another field goal, and that makes it 6-7, to seven, New York Giants. And then right before the end of the half, Billy Cundiff kicks a third field goal, making it nine to seven. So you get into halftime, and you know nothing crazy's really happened yet. You know, T. Barber's had some carries. Eli Manning, I believe, threw a pick already. Oh, oh, actually, you want to know? He did not throw a pick. He threw a pick on the first drive in the third quarter, and he was he was targeting Tiki Barber and was intercepted by Dat Nguyen. So Dallas gets the ball, drives down the field, and and they're kind of starting at this point to really grind the clock. You know, they're really starting to establish long drives. You know, the, the first drive that they have in the third quarter is 12 plays, it looks like, 10 plays. And they really just eat the clock. They they take the clock from 10-24 all the way down to 52 seconds left in the third quarter. So they really ate up a, a big chunk big chunk of, uh, of clock. And then Vinny Testaverde hits Jason Witten for a touchdown. And that puts Dallas up. 16 to 7. I mean, at this point, you're not really thinking much. You're not thinking Eli is going to, you know, make a comeback and, and kind of show us what Eli is. And at this point, you know, it's 5 and five and 10. You know, it is what it is. Let's go to 5-11 and get, get out of the season and try to figure out what we got. Eli doesn't sit down, though, man. Eli comes back battling. He gets the ball in the fourth quarter and... and Pretty much immediately, we go down the field. There's a, a defensive pass interference call for 43 yards. And then Eli Manning throws a touchdown pass to David Tyree. Boom. So 16-14. to 14, Dallas is still up. And their next drive, OCU Munora gets a huge sack on first down. The very first play of the next drive. And sacks Vinny Testaverde, forces a fumble, which is like 
so typical OC Umanura. You know, he was great at that strip sack. Loved him for the Giants. And Reggie Torbor recovers, and we're back in business. After that, Tiki Barber gets a couple carries. Nothing, nothing really crazy. Eli Manning ends up throwing a pass, a short pass, to Tiki Barber for another touchdown. And you're like, oh, wow, okay. Giants are up 16-21. to 21. And you're kind of, you know, there's a really a big swing. That was a 14-point swing in the fourth quarter. Really within three minutes of the fourth quarter because they scored their first touchdown right at the start of the fourth quarter. And then they scored their second touchdown with 12 minutes and four seconds left in the fourth quarter. So kind of a whirlwind right there. Things happened happened really quick. Dallas gets the ball back and just can't get things going. And ends up punting. Giants get the ball back, punts. Jeff Figgles punts it. Julius Jones gets a couple more carries. By the way, Julius Jones, you know, I, I, I'm a big Syracuse football fan, but I always love Notre Dame. And Julius Jones ah, just hurt hurt me. Hurt me going to Dallas, man. But it is what it is. You just kind of got to roll with it. That stuff's going to happen. So Dallas just kind of does another one of the things where they just, you know, establish another long drive. Their drive. This drive starts with eight minutes and 29 seconds left. And they run the clock all the way down to a minute 52. On that last play, Julius Jones punches it in for a touchdown. But wait a minute. 22-21. Dallas goes for two. And they get it, of course. Vinny Testaverde to Jason Witten feel like that's just like <laughs> typical Jason Witten stuff, you know. So a minute 52 left. Giants are down 24-21. You're just kind of hoping at this point. Somehow, some way, Giants can get into field goal range. But I I remember this vaguely. I remember this game. And I, I had no faith at that time, you know. Starts out right away with Eli Manning hitting Tiki Barber for a 23-yard catch. And then... We get a rough in the passer added onto that. So another 15 yards. So we're basically immediately into field goal range. And we didn't really get a, a good a good kickoff return or something like that. Actually, on the kickoff return, we fumbled it. <laughs> Marcellus Rivers was who recover, who uh, who fumbled it and recovered it. It must have been like a little squib type kick would be my assumption. So we give the ball to Tiki Barber. He gets 10 yards, you know, a minute 29. Clock's really starting to tick down right now. Eli Manning hits Marcellus Rivers for five yards, and clock's kind of ticking, ticking, ticking. Tiki Barber gets a run for two yards. Now we're at the Dallas 13. Get that two yards, we're at Dallas 11. And we run the ball again. <laughs> like, but that was for a first down. You know, it's Tiki Barber. So at that time, he's such a good playmaker. So you kind of got to give him the ball. And 16 seconds left, we take our third timeout. So at that point, that eight-yard carry gets us to the three-yard line. And what do you do? 16 seconds left. It's kind of a tough situation where do you really want to put the ball in Eli Manning's hands? Or do you want to try to run the ball? But do you have enough time to kind of... if? You know, if you don't punch it in, do you have enough time to get set back up, spike the ball, and then have one last play or kick the field goal? I think 16 seconds left, yeah, that's pretty reasonable. You know, we, we can kind of make make a lot of different things work there. If you hike the ball and Tiki Barber gets tackled, you know, at the, at the two or one or something like that, I think we could probably have spiked the ball with five, four seconds left, I bet. But Tiki Barber punches it in. 
three-yard touchdown run. Giants are up 27-24, kick the extra point, and there it is. That's the win. So that was like <laughs> maybe anticlimactic with me explaining it, but that was kind of the start of Eli Manning's like ability to, to make fourth quarter comebacks and, and kind of really set the tone for his career with the Giants because up to this point, he had shown some little flashes, I would say, but it hasn't really put anything together to, to really make you feel comfortable or confident with him. So it was a big game. It was a really good way to end the season. Kind of like this year, honestly. You know, we ended the season on a high note. Yes, Philly losing really sucked and, and hurt us as far as, you know, being able to make the playoffs. But we didn't deserve the playoffs. You know, it is what it is. I would have taken it and been happy. But I was just happy to go out with a with a with a win, and it, it kind of almost seems eerily reminiscent to this game with with Eli Manning for Daniel Jones. Pretty good game, did all the right things. I just hope that he can kind of put it together next year. Some stats from the game: Vinny Testaverde actually had a really good game. He was twenty three of thirty for two hundred and thirty one yards with a touchdown. He had that fumble that really really cost him. Um, what really hurt though, Julius Jones. Ugh. 29 carries for 149 yards with a touchdown. Eddie George rushed the ball once. He really didn't do much. Uh, Jason Witten, in typical Jason Witten fashion, eight receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. Quincy Morgan had had three receptions for 28 yards. Lasaka Polite, I believe that's a fullback, actually had had a catch too. Kind of a another name to, to bring back. I'd did not remember that name until just seeing it right now. For the Giants, let's see here. Offensively, it looks like Eli Manning actually had a, a really good game. He was 18 of 27 for 144 yards. So, yeah, not a lot of yards, I would say. But it is what it is, you know. Three touchdowns, one interception. That interception came right at the start of the third quarter. And yeah, the 40, 40, 144 yards isn't a lot, but also, guys, this at this point, the NFL is so different. You know, it, it's such such a different pass happy league compared to what it used to be. You know, even Vinny Testaverde had, you know, twenty three completions for only two hundred and thirty one yards, so it really still not a lot there. You know, but it is what it is. Uh, Tiki Barber twenty four carries for ninety five yards with a touchdown. He also had three receptions for twenty one yards and a touchdown. Ron Dane had one one carry. David Tyree leading the leading the receiving here, seven receptions for seventy one yards and a touchdown. Marcellus Rivers had a few catches. Ike Killer had a few. Vicente Shanko had a few with that touchdown. And that's it, guys. That's that's the end of Eli Manning's first season in the NFL, which is is really cool. And I'm really excited to keep going with this. Hopefully, you guys enjoy it. You know. I, I'm hoping to do it every episode. I haven't been, obviously. And we'll kind of play it by ear based off what's going on. Plan going forward. You know, I do still... I'd like to get two episodes in a week as we get closer to free agency and what's free agency and, and even closer to the draft. I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. I, I The goal might change just to one for a little bit right now because I just started a new job. And with this new job... It's a lot of training. It's at home, which is awesome, but it just keeps me really busy right now. We'll play it by ear. 
you know, if there's Giants news, maybe I'll throw a YouTube video up. I, I do want to kind of start getting more into that. But yeah, that's the episode, guys. I hope you hope you enjoyed it. A little bit different beer, the episode with with Kyle joining me and, and kind of shooting the shit a little bit, which was actually for me, it was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed the little banter there. Um, I guess we'll end it there. And next week. We're gonna get another week closer to free agency. I, I really what I my, what I really want to do is is hear Joe Judge or Dave Gettleman or whoever's speaking speak on Tuesday, and hopefully Monday we'll have some more answers on cuts and and see really who else is cutting players and, and and what the Giants' plans are, you know, and maybe we'll have some clarity on the cap. I don't think it might not happen yet, but it's got to happen soon because. The following week, Monday, is when when things can start, when teams can start legally tampering or whatever you want to call it. But the league year will actually start the 17th. So that's the plan, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks so much for listening. And let's freaking go. Go.